Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Team Building Podcast. This is our first live edition. We've got a great guest here, and Jeff will be joining us shortly. I am Matt Johnson. Just want to thank everybody for uh, for joining us and everybody that's been downloading and listening and sharing the show. Uh, we get reports back all the time of, of uh, team leaders and brokers and, and general agents that are looking to build teams all across the country. They're listening to the interviews and getting a ton of value out of them, and we've got a value-packed uh, conversation for you today. So first of all, let's bring in our special guest, Adam Roach. Adam, what's up today? Hey, Matt, how you doing, man? Doing well. So we're talking about building a billion-dollar office and how you've gone from 130 agents to 404 years. We're going to talk about some of the development stuff. We'll also talk about just your approach to recruiting, uh, both internally and externally, how to bring in agents from the outside, how to keep in touch and, and you know keep retention high with your agents that you have on the inside, and then get the agents to actually do some of the recruiting for you in terms of introductions and referrals to other agents that they know. So we've got a ton of stuff to uh, to dig into, but for those that uh, that might not know you, especially that are kind of outside the KW world, uh, can I give people an indication just a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what you do? Sure. So my name is Adam Roach. I'm a team leader down in Charleston, South Carolina, of the Keller Williams office in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, which is just a bridge away from the peninsula of Charleston. I've been down here for about four years, as you said, Matt. And uh, prior to that, I was a team leader of a Keller Williams office in Indianapolis, Indiana. And prior to that, I was an agent uh, with Keller Williams in Beverly Hills, California. And that's pretty much where I started my real estate career as a flipper uh, and then as an agent and then jumped into the entrepreneurial world of owning these franchises. And I haven't looked back since. Nice. All right. So you've been been in every level, which is cool. So tell me a little bit about just the growth from, you know, like where you took over the office, where it was at, um, what the kind of agent count and just the agent quality was and then compared to what it looks like now. Sure. So a little bit about my background. So prior prior to real estate, I was in the tennis world. Um, so I was a tennis pro in Beverly Hills. There was three of us. We owned the concession rights from the city of Beverly Hills to all their public tennis courts. Uh, and so it was fun. It was fast. It was furious. I mean, you can only imagine maybe what you've seen on TV and those little uh, drama movies that might have happened back in the day. Um, okay. And then as I transitioned into the real estate world and more into the uh, team leader world of building these offices, the beauty of it was when I took over this office, I didn't know anything about Charleston, South Carolina. I, I didn't know that it was, um, you know, it was it was it was a little slower pace in L.A. Uh, we had a good time at the same time. It was it was different from what I was used to. Okay. And we had about one hundred and forty plus agents. And you're always taught when you're a team leader not to change anything within the first six months of you being there. Now, I didn't know anybody down here. Nine times out of 10, I really don't listen to rules that well. Um, yet, so I slowly paced my way into it and, and then changed some things about three months in. And the first thing that changed, actually, it's going to sound really silly, is the carpet, you know, and the carpet and the wall colors. It was just dull. It was boring. It was, it was, it was just, it just was drab. Uh, and then I thought, you know what? 
I also own a .com, and we'll talk about that here shortly. I thought, you know what? We need to change this. We need to add some Sonos speakers around the market center. We need to be able to write on the walls. If you have a brain-dumping idea, you need to write on the walls. So you can kind of see behind me that literally, you know, this is just idea paint, and we painted that all over the walls. So just about we have a KW Think Tank down the hall here that we created. Um, And you can do anything you want in this market center now. So the idea was that how do we create the most attractive and vibrant real estate office in all of Charleston that we're committed to a model of excellence and that we're just constantly growing? What's up, Jeff? I'm and so that's what we did. And so yeah. that's what we did. And, and, and we focused on that for three years solid. And I, mm-hmm. my, my major focus was surrounding myself with the right people uh, and the right staff. And so my staff is called the vision team. And our vision is simply just that. It's, it's to focus on that vision of being the most attractive, vibrant real estate office in all of Charleston and the greater Carolinas region. And, and that's what we've done. So now we're, we're just south of 400 agents. Uh, we were doing about $380 million in sales then, and now we're just south of a billion dollars in sales. And that's our big push. And we'll definitely cross over that billion-dollar mark uh, probably this time next year. Sweet, man. Very, very cool. Now let's see if uh, Jeff, can you hear us? No, not yet. All right. So let's dive into uh, just what, go into the uh, the structure of the vision team a little bit and what, what the roles are. Sure. So I'm the team leader. So again, corporate America, you're looking at the CEO of the company. I have a CFO right next to me. That's called the market center administrator. Now, let me share with you a little bit about that position. That's that's literally the the numbers guy, the budget guy, the guy that wants to just dive into the understanding of all of these numbers right here. Right. Okay. And and my vision around that was how do I go get a young punk that can just be so driven in numbers, but also have a good, vibrant personality that can love on the agents uh, and then also go retain them. Okay. So I found this young whippersnapper uh, from from South Jersey that was 28 at the time, you know, and, and he didn't know he didn't know anything from anything, really he didn't know anything about Charleston, uh, let alone numbers of running a billion dollar company. And uh, he's now two years into it. And this guy can spit out these numbers and retain agents like there's nobody's business. So he's definitely my right hand man. Then we have an assistant to him. We have an agent service coordinator person that handles a lot of the agent uh, needs, a marketing person, we have a front desk person. I have a hiring manager. We have an inside salesperson on my team. We have a productivity coach. And then we have a broker in charge. Uh, and then I also have a right hand person that literally I couldn't live uh, without her. So we've got a team of, I think that's, uh, what is that, nine, nine or ten people on the team? Okay. Tell me a little about the uh, the inside salesperson. Sure. Uh, so what she does is she comes in for three hours a day. She has certain metrics that she has to hit, uh, and that's all she does is she sits there and just cold calls agents all day long. Now, again, the system, which we'll probably talk about here shortly, Recruiting Bridge, she also is inside that system. So she's able to keep track of leads that are coming in from me, from other agents, or outside um, of referrals. Um, what I mean, outside referrals from like lead capture pages and so on and so forth. So she handles all of that. She invites for one-on-one meetings. She invites to masterminds that I have. Um, and then she invites to classes. Okay. Very, very cool. All right. So she's she's calling. She has certain goals to meet. And then we can dive into like the masterminds and uh, in-person events and stuff like that. Because I know people will be interested in that. Uh, Jeff, are you on with us yet? Yep, I'm good. Cool. Awesome. So, uh, What's going on, guys? Jeff? Hey, Adam. Good to see you, brother. You too, man. You guys hear me okay? Yep, we can hear you fine. I'm clear. 
Cool, man. Awesome. All right. So, uh, so Jeff, anything that you wanted to, uh, to add or, or question on that, go deeper on before I, uh, steer Adam in a couple of different directions. Yeah. So I just jumped in. So what are you guys talking about? From West coast to East coast, Jeff. And then we're talking mm-hmm. about your GB nine score. Oh, Hey, GB nine's looking <laughs> real sexy right now. There we go, baby. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I just PR'd my deadlift today. And I PR'd my, uh, my bench last week. So I've been hitting the gym again. It's amazing. I call it man muscle, but it's amazing mm-hmm. how much more muscle mass I feel like I can create now versus when I was like 21 in college and trying to lift. I think it's a lot of mental have an offline conversation about that. I'm happy to do it. It's interesting. I think it's a mostly mental capacity. So like I would see a weight and think that's impossible. How could I do that? But then my mind mm-hmm. would tell me that I know we only use like what? 10% of our brains or something. Um, I'm a big reader on Navy, Navy SEALs. And so I just be like, Meh, I'll just try it. Like I, I get to that stupid level where I like try to forget that it, it's really heavy. And I pretend like if I don't yeah. lift it, I'm, I'm going to die. Like I have to lift it or I die. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised right. with some of the lifts that you can do. I was, I impressed myself even just today, this morning, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still sweating. That's why I have the coat on. So <laughs> we digress and go down a rabbit hole, which is that off is- topic, but I do love it. It's one of our pillars. Love talking about it. And Adam, you are my brother from another mother. So was pumped that you were able to jump on today. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Super excited. So Matt, what are we talking about, Johnson? Yeah. Well, there was one thing I wanted to get, wanted you to go deeper on that you mentioned, Adam, which is the, I think it was the MCA. You meant just briefly mentioned how he can spit out the numbers and retain agents. What's his role in the retention side? What's the MCA? So again, if, if, if we're... Market I'm Center sorry, Administrator. Jeff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. C, CFO, basically. Okay, um, yeah. So the retention aspect, he's he's he and his staff are responsible for the 80 percent uh, of the agents from a production standpoint. So I'm responsible for retaining the top 20 percent and he handles the other 80 percent. OK. OK. And what's yeah. what's and so on, what's the mechanism on a, on, a, on a daily, weekly basis? You know, their their daily method of operations is literally just that. So we have the assistant MCA that handles all the checks and cuts all the checks. And she has a system around how to communicate with the agents on congratulating them uh, with those closings. Vince has a, a, uh, a process that he goes through to twofold. Number one, to reach out to the agents that are, um, you know, definitely doing extremely well. And then also those agents that are getting ready to roll from their cap, which means that they can go from, you know, a 70, 30 split to a hundred percent. And as soon as they're about 90 days out from that, he purposefully uh, reaches out to start talking to them to make sure that they're they're not looking to jump ship, which usually doesn't happen in our market center. Not frequently. This is, an happen, aw- this is an awesome conversation. I would say, Matt, we've done hundreds of podcasts. Adam, I, I we've never talked about this. And it's something that I'm constantly discussing with my group um, as I and, and national audience and people that we train. The three things that help people scale a business is recruiting, training, and retention. This is a retention right. strategy. What's the value your brokerage offers? And you're saying, just so I understand it right, you take the 20% top producers and you focus on helping retain them. One of the strategies being just simply a congratulations after an executed deal or a closing. Yeah, absolutely. And we send, um, um, I, I hold a, a top 20% mastermind once a month and they get in special invites to that. Uh, and they want to get those invites. So they love many- that. Just to and give us an idea, how many agents in the group and what's the lowest production level and the highest production level of those agents? 
So where is that? So we're probably right around 75-ish in the top 25. Okay. Um, lowest production level in there is probably about 5 million, I would say. Okay. So going to like 5 to highest 50 level. million? Yeah, the highest level, I think um, uh, our Dave Friedman, he's probably on track for just around 90 million. Okay. So this is a great topic because I think there's a huge misconception in the business where people think that once they are producing over 50 million, call it, they need to go start their own brokerage or their own franchise. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a huge believer in teams. Um, Obviously, I've built a team in six years that went from 80 to 800 transactions. And all of my friends and family are like, when are you going to step up and own a brokerage? And I'm like, I'm never going to own a brokerage. I have no desire Mm -hmm. in owning a brokerage. I want to continue building a team. And we are now allowing our agents to build teams within our team. And we run our team much like a brokerage. But from a value add standpoint, I can go on and on and all day. And people have heard me talk about different unique selling propositions as to why that $90 million producer stays with you, Adam, versus starting a Remax franchise. But what would you say are like the top five value adds that your franchise can offer to those top 25% to keep them there rather than have them go out to another brokerage and or start their own brokerage? So, Jeff, you, you, you know this as well as I do, that it's not always just about real estate. Right. It's, it's about growth. It's about growth in all facets of life. It's about growth in, you know, the, 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 the wheel of life. Right. So from personal to, to business, to wealth, to spiritual, to health and fitness. And that's one of the areas that with these top agents, I'm just constantly hammering all day long is, is wealth development and health. Um, Love it. You know, so it's, tell it's, me, what's your systematic approach to making sure you're having communication with each one? And then how are you tracking those conversations and the goals that those agents are setting for themselves? Gotcha. So um, as I was sharing with Matt, we, we have with inside of Recruiting Bridge, a system that we use, uh, the back end allows us to it's basically a CRM for our agents that we can track uh, our conversations with them. And then we can tag them based on certain conversations that we've had. So, for example, weight loss or or uh, passive income or whatever it may be. So we know specifically where our last conversation, where their mindset maybe needs to grow, or maybe where they need better help. Because inside of uh, Keller Williams, the systems are there. You know, the systems right. are there, the models are there, the training's there. It's we we look at that as just a small little vehicle to get you where you're looking to grow to. At the same time, I'm here for the top 20 percent to kick your ass and take you your your life to another level. Right? Wow. I want to make you a life millionaire, not just a, 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 a money millionaire. I love it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Money's in and of itself just ones and zeros. And I know you and I align on that mentality. So one of the things one of the books we talk about a lot is the dream manager. Are you familiar with that one, Adam? I am. Tim Heil was the one to first introduce it. I know his wife, I think, helps a lot with his group or has in the past with those things. And obviously, if you haven't read it, the whole idea is helping people obtain their dreams, not just wealth. Wealth in and of itself is nothing um, unless you're using it for good. And so you talked about the pillars that are important. Um, Each person has different things that resonate with them. And so one of the things our team has done is we've assigned someone similar to you. I believe it's a success coach who sits down with Mm -hmm. everyone for 20 minutes. Everything gets tracked. And we help the agent realize their dreams. And we know outside of the success they have selling real estate, if they're realizing their dreams with us and we were the vehicle to help them accomplish that, there's no way they're going to ever leave. That's the most value you can ever provide to someone, not only in your company, but also the relationships you have outside of work. If you can help other people, high school kids overcome something or your own family member, your best friend, you're going to be a friend for life. And that's true value. So I know we align on that mentality. 
Well, and the fun part about it too, uh, my vision team. So my, my vision team, which is the staff of the office, it's the exact same approach. So for example, I have a productivity coach that she's been a, a, a great productivity coach. And I asked her a question because we were having one of these live conversations in one of our consulting sessions and accountability sessions. And I asked her on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, you know, you're uberly passionate about what you're doing in life. Also, I said, where are you? One to 10, 10, you're number one or 10, you're on top. One, you're, you're in the, in the, in the basement. And she said a five in the basement. And I said a five fascinating. And, uh, so I, I chewed on that for about two weeks and I sat down with her last Friday, two Fridays ago, maybe. And I asked her where she was looking to grow to. And I knew where she was looking to grow to. I just wanted her to articulate it again. And she said, and I asked her when she wanted to get there. And she said, by within about 12 months. And I said, I'm getting ready to go Adam Roach on you. And that doesn't work for me. 12 <laughs> months is way too slow. And the only thing that I do is go really fast. So I need you there in 60 days. And uh, so, so she, she, she took it real quick as, does that mean I don't have a job in 60 days? And I said, well, if you choose not to go do what you say you're going to do, yeah, that's right. So I'm going to push you out of this five and get you to a 10, because when you talk about the things that you want to do, that is a 10, you change your whole persona changes. And it's my fault if you stay at a five and I love you. And it makes me upset that I have to go replace you or with a bunch of people, but you don't get to stay on my team as a five. You get out of here and go find a 10. I'm going to push you there in 60 days, not 12 months. I love and it. So that's what we do. That's what we do. So that's let's great. talk about for a minute, the agents. And I know a lot of us, a lot of people listening have a couple agents on their team. Some are aspiring to have one. How mm -hmm. do we as leaders, Adam, not everyone's wired like you, not everyone's wired like me. What do you think are some of the best strategies for those that are wanting to become better leaders so that they can have those conversations and the people that they're communicating with respect the advice that they're giving them? Because obviously, if you weren't the person that you were and you told her she needs to do it in 60 days or else, she's probably going to walk out the door and quit. And you were right. able to get her to be truthful and say she's a five when a lot of times to have those authentic conversations is a challenge. So what do you think yeah. is something yeah. you've done in your life to help you become a stronger leader that some other people listening today could emulate? Right. Well, I'll tell you right now is I'm not the best at this at all. Uh, because, again, I, I do need to slow down sometimes and, and continue to engage in all my people. Uh, I will say, however, when we're having conversations, you know, I'm fully engaged and 100 percent in an authentic space to learn who you are and what you are all about. And I'm going to get comfortable with asking you the uncomfortable questions uh, so that when you are ready to be uncomfortable, uh, you know, you can come chat with me. Mm -hmm. And I'd say anybody that's out there looking to become a better leader is, I mean, I don't know if we can cuss on this. Just don't bullshit. You know, it's, it's, it's just, just be real. It's okay to ask. Okay, good. It's okay to ask tough questions. It's okay to get out of your own way because if you don't ask tough questions, you're fake, right? Yeah. You're, you're a fraud. And, and why would anybody want to follow a fraudulent person, right? Is be real, be authentic, ask the tough questions because if you don't ask the tough questions, someone else is going to ask them the tough questions and guess where they're going to go. They're going to go back to that person that asked them the tough questions and guess where they're, they're not, they're no longer on your team, yeah. right? are gone. So to anybody out there that's looking to, uh, you know, better themselves as a leader, go read some books, you know, go, go learn about re leadership, go read some John Maxwell books, you know, go, go, go listen to anybody that's out there around, uh, leadership to, to better yourself and go surround yourself with people that maybe ask you tough questions because maybe no one's asking you a tough question. Mm, I like right? that. Yeah. What's your GB nine yeah. score, right? 
You know, what's, right, cool, about, Come on. What, what's cool about GoBundance, it's all about asking uncomfortable questions. Um, GoBundance is a private mastermind group that has a couple hundred members now. And uh, Adam and I were GoBundance brothers. So one of the things that I found from a leadership standpoint that I felt like really helped me excel was leading others. And so I think mm-hmm. that you get in situations where people call themselves the team leader, but they never lead. Uh, there's too much scarcity mm-hmm. in their leadership style. So they let people get away with anything because they don't want to lose them sure. and they never lead them. They're honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of times team leaders are led by their top producing agent and it's an entire, it's yeah. a huge dysfunction. So the number one book I would recommend, Adam, I'd love a couple from you is the five dysfunctions of a team by Patrick Lincioni. And I've talked about that one Go a lot. Ahead. I think it, it hits on a lot of points to understand which role you play within your organization, which role do you want to play in. And I love that you talked about, you know, looking at your life and saying, Hey, where would you rate it? Are you in the basement at a one? Or are you at a 10? Are you fulfilling what you need to fulfill? If you yourself as a leader can't say that you're above a seven, then maybe right. you aren't the best person to be a leader. Like first become and then go and serve others. And I think a lot of agents, I've had agents out to our team building workshop that want to start expansion teams and they've never sold a house in their own market. It's like slow down. I think it's awesome you have that as a big goal like in 10 years from now, but sell a house, so then sell 20, then sell 100, right. then start a team then establish your team, then expand, and people get ahead of themselves. And you're going to gain invaluable experience in running that little team, then that medium-sized team, then that big team. And you'll earn the right to call yourself a leader, and you'll earn the right to right. engage with those people and have those hard conversations that you're now having with others. Absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, too, Jeff, is it's the five levels of leadership you know, by John Maxwell. The first one is positional leadership. You know, So many of us have been in that position before where it's like, I'm the boss. You know, I, I have this name tag that says on my door, it says whatever. Who gives a shit, man? It, just, it right. doesn't matter. Right. So one of the things I say on my vision team is you don't have a title. I don't care what you what title you give yourself. You want to be boss? Take it. Like my, my old assistant, right? Um, I got them all nameplates and they, they put them all on their desk. And on her nameplate, it says, I'm CEO, bitch. You know, and, and that's but she's the most quiet, docile person you'll ever meet. Right. She wears that thing like there's no tomorrow because she knows she can call the shots. And I'm cool with that. Yet at the right. end of the day, the five levels of leadership, the last level is how many people around you are developing other people that you've developed to make other leaders. Yeah. Right. And I love watching that. So, again, if you if you look in our market center, if you look at the people around that um, that I surround myself with, it's it's they're constantly bettering themselves to better the people around them. And that to me is is I mean, it's priceless. Yeah, dude, I totally agree. I've got I don't know if I can move this. Ooh, I'm going to attempt it. Johnson's going to have a heart attack. I have a lot it's written up on my board for uh, probably over a year. I don't know if you can see it. I keep it on my whiteboard, mm-hmm. but it says leaders serve followers. And what's your dream? And to me, those are the number two things. How do I serve my people that follow me? And what's their dream? And are the things that I'm doing going to align with themselves? Totally. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you can see it on mine, but my, mine says success equals chasing excellence, not money. And, you know, what, what does excellence mean to you? And so we'll sit there and dive into that type of conversation all day long. So, it's, it's, Jeff, I think it's just literally if you want to be a better leader, um, learn how to lead yourself first and know that you're not the be all end all, you know, it's, 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 it's be a servant, you know, love to live, to serve people yep. and come from an authentic state, state to 
One of my agents sat through our team building workshop yesterday. We had actually never opened our team building workshop to our own team leaders on our own real estate team. Non, not intentionally. We just had never thought about doing it. And so we have started every <laughs> workshop place in your office. What do you mean you never opened it up? You mean they didn't, they didn't, so they didn't. We never invited them. Up. Okay. They couldn't go. We didn't ask them to go. So oh, yes, it does take okay. place in the office, but formally we've never allowed them to, we've never asked them to come through it. They just thought it was for somebody else and people are paying us a lot of money. So they probably assumed I'd, I'd like charge them or something. So <laughs> this last one, I was like, you know what, let's invite two of our top agents. Let's let them roll through. Some of the feedback we got was fascinating. One of the things I was surprised by is the, uh, the agent sent me an email yesterday and he said, I was surprised that I thought you'd stand up and say everything's perfect and your team's awesome and everyone should emulate it. But it was actually the opposite. I said, our team's had a lot of success, but we have a lot of dysfunctions and here's the dysfunctions mm -hmm. we have. And one of the things that I've always really been impressed by from true leaders is they'll share their weaknesses. They'll say, yeah, I've accomplished all these great things but look at these weaknesses that I still have. And they have the self-awareness to identify that weakness. Too often we yeah. think because in one area we're so great that we're great at everything else. And it's easy to get caught up in that and think that, you know, we're better than what we actually are. We always have room to grow. Even if you think you're a nine in as far as, you know, your question from earlier, you still should be constantly growing. Totally. Yeah. All day long. And, and I, I love exposure too. So expose yourself. Right. It's constantly being yeah. I have I get in trouble a lot for saying this. Um, you know, let's just get butt naked. Let's just get totally naked here. <laughs> take, <a laughs> take our clothes off. Take your clothes off and let's see what you're working with. You know, it's yeah, I'm right, right there with you. And, and it's it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to show that you might be a badass in this area, but over here, you know, you you, you kind of suck. And you know, it's it's okay. Yeah. You know, or, yeah, or totally. track your numbers. Track your numbers. You know, if, if you say you're going to make a million dollars this year, put it out. Put it out there. You know, put it out there. That you're going to make a million dollars. If you're only at 150 thousand and it's nine months into the, in the year, so what? You fucked up. It's okay. Right. You know, be and the beauty. Know, the beauty is to year. then be willing. Right. The beauty is to identify why you didn't achieve it, so that the next time totally. you go at that same goal, you then have overcome some type of a challenge that kept you from reaching your full potential. Another sign of a leader. Not only do we serve our followers. I like to talk to my team all the time and say a true leader will help those that follow them become them. And by doing so, the, the leader continually grows. And so everyone mm -hmm. on our team has the ability now to build a real estate team. I haven't met another team in the country, non-brokerage team, that allows agents to build teams within their team. It's been somewhat of a oh. new idea uh, just as of late. Now I'm hearing other teams start to implement it. How do you keep the $90 million producer? We'll teach them how to do exactly what we're doing. And of course, you're coming from a brokerage model, helping the team lead, but you might now be able to offer that as an idea. If you want to help them continue to grow is allow, teach them how to teach their team, their uh, top agents, how to build a team by adding one buyer's agent or two buyer's agents or something yeah. like that. And we also are allowing so, our agents, even though I have market service agreements, we let them have marketing service agreements as well. I've heard of teams telling their agents they can't have their own MSAs, which blows my mind. Why wouldn't they have yeah. the ability to do exactly what I did to build my team? Yeah. So what we do, so in, in my vision team meetings, we all have our own visions framed, right? So everybody on my team has their visions framed and they have to sit on their desk and they have to read them. And each time we have a meeting, they have to discuss where they saw that vision show up in the week, right? Now that's number one. Once a month, they have to come in and they have to have a list of at least three of the people that they feel could replace them, right? 
So they're building their bench mentally of people that could replace them as it relates to their vision. Right. And, and it's, it's, they were all scared at first. It's like, are you building benches <laughs> through us so that if you need to get rid of us, you're the you – know, no, that's not how it's working. That's but I like of. the way you're thinking. Yeah, God. <laughs> but again, it, it's, it's, it's fun. And so it, it, it kind of just yeah. – it helps them be open, helps them understand where they're really looking to grow to and develop into. Because I tell them, you, got, you have about two years on my team. That's really all I want you on my team because I need you in your next space. I need your next level of yeah. success as fast as you can get there. Because yeah. you wouldn't be on my team. So what do you say – Adam, what do you say to a top-level agent who says, you know, Adam, I appreciate it. Maybe they came from a different brokerage. They feel like they're killing it. They're a nine in all the different aspects of their life. You reach out, yeah. say that you want to offer value, meet with them, whatever. And they're like, you know what? I appreciate it. We're killing it. I don't I don't need that. I'm not that type of a person. I hear that all the time. You know, I just don't need that to be part of my life. I'm doing great. I'm crushing on my own, but I appreciate it. Don't you feel like a lot of people have that mentality? A lot of successful people that I know, and I guess the word success will be used loosely there. They don't think that they need it. They have already arrived in their minds. So how do you overcome that? So that's a great question. I think at the end of the day, it's, it's the first thing that came to my mind is, is a takeaway. It's like, well, who do you know? Right. That's what I would ask. So if if you're, if you're at the peak of the mountain, that's really cool. Who do you know? Maybe someone on your team, Jeff, (laughs) that I should be talking to that maybe isn't a nine yet. You know, I'll ask those questions all the time. At the same time, it's, it's, it's cool. You know, if you're a legend in your own mind, I get it. And I can appreciate that. Um, at the same time, I'm just going to keep being the person of value. I'm going to point you in the directions of, of, of go abundance. I'm going to point you in the directions of, um, you know, pot. I'm going to keep being that person of value. And here's a great success story. Yeah. I had one of those and I just kept leaning on him and kept leaning on him, kept leaning on him, kept leaning on him. And he would never meet with me. He would only meet with me in his broker's office. Right. And, and so I said, fine, I, I have everything to gain here. Nothing to lose. I don't care if Johnny broker comes in here. I'll chat with Johnny broker too. And so I would meet with him in his conference room all the time. And, uh, I won't use names here, but, but I called him grumpy. And then his name, right. He was a grumpy guy, but he wasn't grumpy. He was just pissed off because his life sucked. And, uh, so finally he calls me and I was, I was somewhere and, and he says, Adam, I think I'm ready to come to your environment. I'm ready to come to Keller Williams, but it might be between you and somebody else. And I said, okay, fine. I can appreciate that. Number one, there isn't anybody else. And number two, the only reason you're, I'm going to let you come in this door is if you promise me right now, and this, this man's like a, at that time, he's probably a mid sixties year old man. I said, if you can check your ego at the door, I would be willing to bring you into this market center under the idea that you're going to plug in, you're going to execute and you're going to stay coachable. And grumpy, this guy, he, uh, he now heads my culture division. His heart has been so opened up and his world has changed in just the last two years that he sat in this chair about two weeks ago. I was consulting with him and he ripped me a new one because he felt that the standards and the model of excellence that was the expectation that he had in his mind that I had set. He's like, Adam, it needs to be better. It, it needs to be better. Wow. And so, and I love that. And so here's this guy that was a grumpy asshole somewhere else came over here is now opened his heart up. And he said, this is what he said. He said, Adam, no one had ever told me to check my ego at the door ever. And so I guess it worked. You challenged him. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's a great story. That's incredible. Culture leader. Yeah. Now that's awesome. Hey, switching, switching gears. 
Appreciate the story, Adam. Um, for those listening, you know, which is our audience, we everyone wants to have that top 25% group of agents doing 5 million to 90 million. What do you think are the biggest things that Keller Williams, and it's not just Keller Williams, but what would you say are the biggest characteristic traits of those people that are having that type of success? Why are they experiencing mm-hmm. such great success, do you think, if you had to pick their top three or four things? Number one, I think they're open. They're coachable. You know, as, 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 if you shut yourself off, I don't care what level you are, you, you're done, right? You're done. So they're, they're, they're very open and, and uh, they're open to learning. They're open to being coached up. Uh, they get butt naked, you know, and so I think that they're vulnerable. Yeah. I think we've just created that again, figuratively speaking. Um, so I independent of sales, uh, when you go to recruit, find people that, number one, are open and willing to learn. And like you told that gentleman that you hired, hey, you can come in. You better be open and willing to learn. Check the ego at the door. I like that. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, number two, they see. So, again, if we're, if we're talking our $5 million producers to our $90 million producers, they see the $90 million producers as what I just described. And they want to continue to be like that person. And so it just doesn't it just doesn't work for them to stay closed off because if the top people are doing it, why shouldn't they? So it's a, a lot of, you know, we call it R&D in here. Uh, and it's not research and development. It's literally rip off and duplicate, right? Um, and yep. that's – I ripped yep. that off and yep. duplicated that too. And um, so that's cool. <laughs> you and I R&D'd it. Yep, I R&D'd it. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Value though. You know, it's, it's, it's not bullshit that we're talking about when we're in these top 20% masterminds. It's basics, but it's also value. Right. It's, it's legitimate value that we're bringing and it can be this big of value. Right. We can just talk database or we can talk conversion rates or we can talk P&Ls as it relates to your profit margin. It's just something real small that they can then go take back into their business and go change their world and probably change their life. Ultimately, um, here's a How great about creating that culture of transparency amongst the group so that people don't feel they're competing against each other, but they're working together for the common good of the market center. You feel like there's a lot of transparency amongst those higher producers? There is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll keep using Dave. He's a good buddy of mine. Um, he literally left uh, Remax and came over here about three years ago, a little less than three years ago. Uh, he was doing 40 deals, and now he's on track to do 400 deals. And I said, dude, congratulations. You're a servant leader. I need you to go take all of that you learned and go do a night, right? And let's call that night three years to three million GCI. And he had over 65, close to 70 people in this room. And we didn't care who came. You know, it was just be open and, and, and be willing to serve and give. And that's it. it. So it's just a, a, an authentic awesome. open book that just says, hey, listen, here's how. And if we don't know how, we'll go figure out how. And then we'll bring it back to you and give it to you. Yep. And you as a leader saw that that person had accomplished that and gave them that opportunity. Too often we think yep. that those individuals will say no. Everyone wants yep. to talk about their success. I'm a great example totally. of that. I love workshops. I, people come out to our, our, our office. We have 30 top agents every single month. And what do I have to do? I have to tell them about why we went from 80 to 800 in six years. Right. That's my favorite topic right. to talk about. It's easy to talk about. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Love Johnson, it. what else do you want to, what else should we talk about when we have Adam on here? Adam has a ton of experience and energy. It's been a great interview up to this point. Thanks, Adam. 
Well, I want to make sure that we talked a little bit about uh, so two things. Number one, which is the the recruiting bridge, and I'm curious about how you how you built that up because you've essentially built a category king in in software, which is an, an interesting conversation in and of itself. But before we go there, I was just curious about the numbers tracking and and how you know when to step in with your team and have those types of, of uncomfortable conversations. So what are you tracking with your team in terms of recruiting? Are you tracking, um, you know, out, you're tracking everything from outgoing calls to appointments set, appointments met, how many people you're bringing in and what are your goals? How do you measure whether your staff is actually performing? So that's a great question, Matt. Well, I think what we, we're, again, we back into a lot of things uh, in our world. So, Jeff, you'll appreciate this. You know, here, here's 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 my one sheet. You know, it sits it sits on my desk. There it is, day and night. And I put my kids right here. This is my boy Addison, my son Amelia, and I have them sitting here for for a reason because they can clearly see me in my office. And every time I look over here at this one sheet, it basically says, you know, is Daddy being a dud or is Daddy being a stud? You know, and that's that's how I constantly keep myself just pushing and motivating. Um, so. Matt, we back into our numbers based on what it is our it's going to do in our lives, right? Okay. That may sound a little cheesy, a little airy-fairy or rose-colored. It doesn't matter. I don't care because that's what works for us um, is, you know, I know I'm going to get to travel to 25 different countries. I know I'm going to get my passive income up to a million dollars by February 13, 2019. And, and these are all the things that we work on. And I understand my team's uh, focus and goals as it relates to that too because guess what? My team fills out these sheets. You know, so it's not just me that fills out these sheets. They fill these sheets out, too. So I see it. And then it's just activities around that. You know, it's, a, it's just a constant, simple activity to ensure that we're constantly moving and progressing forward around. Well, we've got we, we, we break our, our roster down into um, um, groups, so to speak. So we have what's called the gold mine and the gold mine are the, the, the groups that are doing um, what's a lesson we call a quarter cap. Um, so they're, they're probably doing about a half million, maybe $750,000 in production and then the brand new agents. So we're constantly watching that group. And our goal is to just like, you know, as you would build your database of people that are giving you referrals as real estate agents, we're constantly looking to keep that growing of agents that are getting into production. So my staff, when they handle that 80% is they're constantly looking at the, um, rolling 12 months sheet of who's doing production, when, where, and how, uh, whether it's good, whether it's bad whatever it is, we're okay to reach out to you and say, Hey, listen, Jeff, we've seen that you haven't closed a deal in six months, bro. We're here for you. Is there anything we can do for you? Or what's going on in your world? We'll come from curiosity, not judgment and just ask them all that's tracked them inside of recruiting bridge. So when I go back and we have Vince and I have a conversation around that gold mine, they can say, this is what, you know, Tiffany said with, with Bob, Tiffany being our assistant MCA. And, and we can see all of that. Um, as I was mentioned earlier, we, we, we look to see, what agents are getting ready, what we call roll, you know, Keller Williams, they get to hundred percent of their, their, their commissions when they hit a certain percentage or a certain volume uh, paid in. And we look at those people that are at 30, 60 and 90 days that are attempting to getting ready to go back to their, their split. And we'll reach out to them and just talk to them and, and make sure that they're feeling love and feeling that they're uh, a value proposition is, is being fulfilled here because in the absence of value, what does it always go back to? So that's that's what we do. And it's it's pretty routine based and it's it's all organized on the team 
Cool. And it works. Just put them into groups. You have, you know exactly what production you like to see out of those groups. And then you're reaching out to them based on kind of a preset idea of how often you want to reach out to each group and make sure that you're mm-hmm. just coming from coming from a place of contribution and curiosity and get them into some type of coaching consulting type conversation to help them kind of take the steps they need to take. But I guess the um, the point of that is that, Jeff, you're kind of, you, your team is very much the same way to where you're, you know, Andy's sitting down with them. He's starting with their goals and then you work backward from there. And then the groups, you know, the overall groups, you know, kind of number goal is a, is an accumulation of all of your agent goals versus you just coming down from the top yep. and saying, Hey, I want to hit 800 deals this year. Now here's what we have to, here's what you guys have to do to do this. Yep. We, everyone sets their own goal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sit there. It's actually starts with what their dream is. And then we go from dream to how much money they need to make every year to hit that dream. And then we go out based on the money. We set a, a unit sales goal based on the average sales price of the team and based on the average commission each agent earns per deal. So it's completely reverse engineered. We've even taken it to the point where we have a monthly goal based on the percentage of homes that sold that month the year before. So if someone's goal is 36 houses a year, three houses a month. We don't say they need to sell three houses a month. We'll say, okay, well, my, you know, only, 10% of homes sold January, February, March. So we're not going to tell you to sell three of those months. Those are going to be two in January, February, March. And June, July, August is going to be four versus three. And then they have a call goal. We know it takes our agents about 150 outbound calls to equate to one sale. So if their goal is you know, three houses in a month, then you just take 150 times three is 450 divided by four, four weeks. So what is that? 113 calls a week or something, right? And then um, we hold them accountable to that. So it's not only them setting that goal every week, every month and every year. It's us meeting them every week to say, did you make the call? And if you did make the call, how can we help you make those calls better? And how can we help you increase your price point? We're very, very intentional. Every 20 minutes a week with every agent, um, they sit down with our success coach. And then at the end of the year, if they hit their call goal, we'll make sure that they made their money goal. We'll make sure they're then using the money the way they promised themselves they'd use the money. And we find a lot of times there's a huge disconnect there that someone says it's their dream to go to Disney and they made up an extra 30 grand of disposable income. Then they didn't go to Disney. And it's back to Adam Roach picked up that board. No one has any idea, but Adam has a hundred hours into that board. Every little line is tracking huge metrics that are going to control the outcome of his whole life. And it's all different types of goals, not just financial, but more importantly, it's his bucket list items of like the adventures he wants to go on the time he wants to spend with his family and literally all the way down to what he wants to hear his kids say at, at their wedding. I mean, it's, it's a really amazing board that tracks everything in life. And so for me, if they didn't go to Disney, I'm, it's a fail. Like, why did you make the money? It was pointless if you just went and blew it on something. So we make sure they go to Disney World or whatever their goals are. And that, again, back to everything we've talked about this whole call or podcast, that is what's changing people's lives is we're helping them be intentional about reaching the goal. And sometimes people make the money and they realize, you know what? Disney really wasn't what I wanted. I just wanted the ability to go to Disney. That's not the trip I want to go on. I'd rather just go visit my mom in California. So people will change. They just are told from society that they need to go to Disney World or that they need to go on a cruise to Alaska. They have all these messages. Once they have the money, they might realize that's not important to them. And that's okay. But we want to make sure they change their goals and their focus every year, depending. Yeah, very cool. So Matt, you know, I'll share this real, real quick with all the uh, listeners right now. So we break them up into four categories. And Jeff, you've probably heard about this. And the categories look like this. Do so you have um, high performance, high potential, right? Agents are going to fit in that category. And to the right of that, you'll have uh, uh, low performance and high potential, right? And then you have high potential, low performance. And then you have low performance and low potential. 
And so we break all of our agent population down into that. And we know when they get into those certain categories, like, for example, high and high, they're looking for opportunities. You know, what opportunities can we present to them to keep them not only here, but growing, right? You got your, uh, your, 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 your low production high uh, potential. And well, that, that's going to be recognition. You know, those people are going to want some recognition. And then high production, low potential, get them into coaching. You know, those are the people that don't ever show up, but yet they're, they're constantly producing. You get, get them engaged in something. And then low and low, well, let's work on an exit strategy, right? Let's work on an exit strategy because, again, we're not here for a numbers standpoint. We're here for you. We serve you, and we want to build your life. And if you're not reaching your true potential, what if, how we failed you, and if we failed you, we apologize. We're going to help you, and that probably is helping you get it out, out of the business. Very cool. Yep. I have seen that quadrant. That's awesome. It's fascinating. And it's really just understanding who they are and helping them understand who they are and where they're at. A lot of times people yeah. make, you know, I'll have agents that make five calls a day and they'll tell me they're killing it. You know, there's a story I like to, I joke about. I went to Boomtown of the Boomtown conference five years ago in Charleston. It was the first conference we ever went to. And I was in the company of, at the time I was only doing 80 deals a year, but I was in the company of like Amanda Howard doing 400 deals at the time. And like seven or eight, I won't list the agents, but it was all the top agents. Buddy Blake was there. Um, I, I don't remember if Tim Isle was on that one or not, but there were all these top agents. And uh, Bob Corcoran, who used to be a coach, I think he sold his company. He was asking the audience, hey, who's doing pretty well? And this one young gentleman stood up and he said, I'm just crushing it. I'm killing it this year. And Bob said, oh, that's great. To share with the, the group your numbers. And he said, I've sold 26 houses. And it was towards the end of the year. He had done 26 houses. And Bob said, well, that's great, you know, but there's always more room to grow. So it's a, it's mindset. No one had said to them, hey, you know what? You could do 600. Like who set your mindset right. to 30 is great and crushing it. And it was okay if in his mind, you know, like you said, if you're your own legend, then, then awesome. But I loved how, um, you know, Gary Keller talks about in the one thing, thinking bigger, having that BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal, having right. a five-year goal. And when you choose to think bigger, everything changes because the goals that you have to set on a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly basis are going to have to change to hit that big goal. Right. Totally. Agreed. Yep. For sure. Cool. Well, Adam, let's finish out with just a, a quick conversation on how you guys use recruiting bridge. And I'm, I'm especially curious kind of where that came from and how you maintain that while doing all of this stuff that you do for the market center. Sure. Well, real quick, the, the, the 30,000 foot view of why recruiting bridge is even here uh, is I'm a very systematic uh, efficiency is my, my main focus. Cause I hate wasting not only your time, but my time. Um, and as the team leader, as the person that is out there always constantly looking for talent, uh, I'm also, if, you know, within Keller Williams, my goal is to build your profit share tree. So I'm, I'm building your wealth. And when I moved to Charleston, I didn't know anybody. Uh, I didn't know anybody, not a single person. And I thought, what's the fastest way that I can not only get, uh, this is the other thing I say, Jeff, that I kind of get in trouble with is how do I get in bed with these agents? You know, so I like to get naked and I like to get in bed, but that's, you know, it's a whole other conversation. And what can I do? to show not only the value of leadership, but also the value that I'm here to help and serve them to build their wealth. And they would send me, you know, they'd send me leads on pieces of paper, text message or voicemails or whatever it was. I thought that's fantastic. I just, I'm, I have no organizational skills. The desk is a mess. Yet at the same time, I, I felt that I owed it to them. If they were going to give me somebody that I should call, I needed to stay organized. Um, and at the same time, I wanted them to see how hard I was working for them and their families to build their wealth. And so I kind of started stumbling across and started putting little pieces together of how if someone sent me a lead and I would follow up with that lead, that they would get all the notes from that, that follow up and what that would look like. And if I onboarded them, you know, how they could be kept in the process 
and just so they would see. And I'll be damned. What was fun was I, I built this beta program of um, uh, my my my, uh, my partner in the company now is a developer in, in SoCal, and we've been best buds since like junior high. And uh, he actually, had, when I lived in Southern California, here's a side story. He crashed a car that I had. And um, at the time, I didn't understand that what gap insurance was, and I didn't have gap insurance. And so guess who wound up paying for the car? He didn't. I did. And um, and so I, I came up with this concept, and I said, hey, listen, I need you to develop this. Because remember that car, that Mercedes you crashed of mine? And guess remember who paid that $12,000 of gap? And that was me. So I'm going to need you to call that favor in. And, uh, well, now I've made him you know, a quick little fun little millionaire, which is fun. And But that's how it came about. That's really how it came about. It's just a communication platform between agent and team leader. And the beauty of it now is the agents can see how hard team leaders are working to build their wealth if the team leaders are using it right, number one. Uh, and number two, it's huge in retention, right? So, Jeff, you know that if your agents are making money, whether it's passive income or whether it's active income, they're not really going to go anywhere because their life feels good. They've got money coming in. And I'm a huge passive income junkie. That's that's my life. That's my passion. That's my focus. How can I create more and more and more all day long? And uh, that's kind of why it also was created was because here's an opportunity for me to help. Well, now we're at I think I think we're about 120,000 users as it relates to KW agents that are into the system. Um, that's awesome. Change your lives. Awesome. And, you know, the beauty of it is, is it's working at such a high level as it relates to me watching the data come in. I think there's over over 500,000 names and email addresses that have been compiled through the system because the agents are sending these leads to the team leaders, and it's working. It's really, really working, number one. And number two, we've created landing pages for every single agent out there. So the agents don't even have to pay for this system, just the market center. So it's free. I mean, theoretically, they're using their team leader as their inside sales agent for wealth building. And... Uh, I tell you what, man, it's 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 fun. It's rocking and rolling. Uh, you know, we we're constantly building it. Uh, the the team leaders and the people that are using it are, you know, they're always adding to us a value of how they want to see it change or what we could implement to make it better. And all we do is we change it. You know, they want it, we change it. We just launched awesome. an app here a couple That's weeks awesome. ago, and it's 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 fun. Very yeah. good. So uh, so where can they find more out about that about Recruiting Bridge? Recruitingbridge.com. Um, it's very simple. Uh, Matt, I was telling you before the, uh, the podcast started, Realtrends reached out to us uh, just yesterday and said, hey, we want to do a quick little featured article on you in our next newsletter. So be on the lookout for that as well. Very cool. All right. And I know uh, Darren down in, uh, in Charleston shared the, uh, shared the live broadcast out. So I'm, there, I'm sure there's some people in uh, Charleston that are going to be watching. So how do they reach out to you and uh, connect with you and your team about potentially joining the Market Center? Uh, well, they can reach out to me at just, just my email address, Adam Roach, R-O-A-C-H, just like the bug, at kw.com. Um, you know, they can they can go to uh, Facebook if they want to, backslash, you know, KW Charleston Mount Pleasant. Um, come in the market center. Walk on in. Feel the energy. Come right on our walls. You know, do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that next time I'm there. That's right. Come on, baby. You know, it's funny. Um, All right, let's do it. Uh our, our buddy, Jeff, Pat Hyman, he called me up and he's like, hey, listen, I remember you saying that you had a, a wall that I could ride on. Can I come into your office? I'm like, sure. And so he comes in here. He's like, I don't know if you can see it. He's like, man, there is stuff written all over that wall. Can I erase it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, bro. It's just my thoughts. Just, just <laughs> go ahead and destroy my dreams if you want to. Just erase all my memories. That's awesome. And, and so anyway, yeah. Come on in. <laughs> so do you know Pat has a wall? I was up in, I was in Charleston a couple months ago and went to Folly 
it's folly, yeah. right? Is that pronounced the right way? Yeah. Um, Pat's up there on an island. He lives like a block from the beach. He has a wall in his house. So anytime he hosts a guest, they have to write like one of their bucket list items, of what they're going to do in their life yeah. and sign their name. And then he, and then he always well, posted. He's got a big thing so. at the top. It says before I die, dot, dot, dot. Yes, but right. that's right. Before I die. So mine was, so I can be intentional here and get this recorded. Uh, mine was to take my family every summer on an international trip. So it could be a week long, nice. a month long until every one of my kids is out of the house. I want to go somewhere internationally with them every single summer while they're out of school. So um, really awesome. exciting to be thinking that way. Adam, it was great to interview you. A couple plugs for us. Um, our team building workshop continues to get a ton of attraction and buzz. Every month we host about 30 top agents here in Omaha. Um, Adam, we'd like to extend a, an invite for you to come for free. If that's of interest cool. to you, typically it's twenty nine ninety seven dollars uh, to come out to the workshop. You can bring a guest. You get access to our Google Drive, which houses all of our intellectual property, as well as our private Facebook page. And uh, you can find out more about that at jeffsworkshop.com, Jeff Plural, J-E-F-F-S, workshop.com. Also, we just launched our live stream uh, with all of our new cameras and microphones today for the first time. So we have a $50,000 production studio in our open space where we conduct all of our team's trainings. And we're making all of that training available to every agent in the country. We actually just signed up someone from Canada last week. So we're now international. Uh, we're making all of the Wednesday dialogue and Friday trainings available to their team members. So you can have up to 30 agents and a team leader for $497 a month. And then the team leader has access to a top level call every Thursday that talks all about scaling a business. A lot of the type of topics that we talked about today on this call. And you get a weekly success call with a success coach here in Omaha that knows how to build and scale teams. So it's like 12 hours of content, a success call, wow. um, access to everything for $497 a month for 30 people. Um, we're real excited about the product. No one else in the country has ever done a systematic coaching company that live streams an actual high producing real estate team. We're on track to do 800 sides. We've just hit 500 after the second quarter uh, on track to do 800 sides this year and about 150 million in volume. Our goal to put it out there again is to do 2020 unit sales by 2020. So we're going to hit over a thousand next year, 1519 and 2020 uh, deals by 2020. And it all comes back to recruiting, which you guys are great at retention through offering value and training to offer value. It's another training uh, retention technique, but always helping people take their game to the next level. So for those listening, don't allow the training to be simply training 101 that teaches someone how to fill out a contract. Take it to the next level. Show people how to become just like you and you'll always grow. You'll always be successful. Matt, anything else to add? No, since I was going to give Here's you the, uh, before, before we finish here real quick. Sorry, Matt. No, is I, so I'll put this out there into the universe, right? So I wrote up on Pat's wall before I die, I will dance at my great grandkids wedding. You know, age defined health is <laughs> nice. a big focus of mine. So my great grandkids, I have to dance See, at their wedding, yeah. right? Yeah. See, Pretty much tell the kids to start having babies when they turn 18. That's exactly what I was thinking. That would be easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, Adam. I'll be there with you, brother. Cool. Cool, man. That's all I got. Go to uh, jeffsworkshop.com. You guys got all the uh, all the other prompts, all the other information. Just make sure to subscribe to the show as well, iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube, depending on whether you want the video or audio versions, and we'll see everybody on the next live broadcast.